Hallelujah praise the Lord It is a joy to once again come before the holy presence of God and meditate upon the scriptures and today for our meditation let us turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 to 18 I will read it The word of God says Rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you These three simple verses which can be easily byhearted by any one of us are part of Paul's practical instructions to the believer concerning their spiritual health. What is especially important about these three verses is that they represent our attitude towards God rather than an attitude towards men of God or brethren or families or church. They are also notable for their brevity. These are very short statements and also the commentators note that in the original Greek language these three instructions that are mentioned rejoice pray and give thanks these three are written as imperatives or commands the motivation for these three instructions are because of the final verse which says this is the will of god concerning you so it is a will of god about us that we rejoice always that we pray without ceasing and we give thanks in all circumstances now these three exhortations go right to the starting point of a believer's attitude the exhortation is towards constant joyfulness towards constant prayerfulness and towards constant thankfulness let's look at the first statement there 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 says rejoice always now a thorough and accurate understanding of christian joy is essential for all of us god's exhortation to us to rejoice always make sometimes seem to be rather absurd or almost impossible given that we are living in the midst of various inevitable difficulties of life but as a divinely inspired command of god believers must obey that and must heed by it it is something that we have to understand it is the will of god concerning us in fact it parallels the instruction of paul in philippians chapter 4 verse 4 where the word of god says rejoice in the lord always and again i will say rejoice paul says this knowing that he was in the prison while he was writing this epistle so it is possible for us to have an elevated state of spirituality even in the worst of circumstances we can still rejoice in the lord and we can again rejoice Many times in the Bible we see God asking us to be joyful always in and in all situations. Now, while he was aware of the various instructions and commands to rejoice, Paul also recognized the existence of negative human emotions like sorrow and distress. In Acts chapter 20 verse 19, the word of God says he served God with all humility and tears. And in Acts chapter 20 verse 37 and 38 the word of god reminds them uh, reminds us that there was much weeping on the part of all the people who came there and they were sorrowful because they would not see paul one, once again so it is common to have the human emotions in life as well there are negative human emotions which are equally a reality in the believers life we have sorrow we have distress romans chapter 12 verse 15 says rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep that's the word of god concerning each one of us now however the apostle also knew that the believers must transcend their sorrows with a continual focus on true biblical joy he himself in his epistle to corinthians he wrote second corinthians chapter 6 verse 10 that he himself was sorrowful yet he was always rejoicing 
now the focus here god wants us to put true joy as the focus of a believer's life in the sense even while he is sorrowful apostle paul says yet he is rejoicing such a focus is possible because biblical joy comes from god and not it's not a, merely a superficial emotional response to positive circumstances nor is it obtained by pumping up positive thoughts in a negative situation biblical joy comes with god as the source of all joy christian joy constantly flows from what a believer continuously knows to be true about god and his eternal saving relationship with him which is always regardless of the circumstances the reason dearly beloved that we can always be joyful is that our joy comes from god who is above the circumstances our joy comes from the relation that we have with him which is eternal which cannot be broken for nothing can separate us from the love of christ that is what the word of god reminds us what is the reason for a christian to be joyful romans chapter 5 verse 2 says because we have obtained access by faith to the grace that we stand right now in we now rejoice in the hope of the glory of god and verse 11 says we rejoice through our lord jesus christ because we now have received reconciliation these spiritual truths are the reason why we are able to rejoice in christ 1 peter chapter 1 verse 8 says though you have not seen him you love him though you do not see him now you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory the reason is in verse 9 it says because you have obtained the outcome of your faith which is the salvation of your souls the reason why we can be joyful in all situations is because by god's grace we are saved supernatural joy comes from the holy spirit whispering in our heart about our salvation and our standing in christ and that is the final manifestation of the super of the salvation that we have the joy that we have in christ god emphasizes that truly joyful christians will have that deep seated confidence in god's sovereign love and his mighty power and that in all things he actually works for his perfect plan in all of our lives this is the reason why a christian can be joyful the second instruction that we see in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 is to pray without ceasing now joyful believers will also be prayerful believers those who live their christian lives in joyful dependency on god will continually recognize their own our own insufficiency and therefore we will need to be constantly in an attitude of prayer now paul's exhortation in in the letter that he writes to thessalonians is to pray without ceasing and it is a divine mandate that god is giving to all believers he says this encompasses this word prayer means it encompasses all the aspects of prayer it means submission it means confession it means petition intercession praise thanksgiving and prayer is exhort we are exhorted to pray without ceasing that means it is not a perpetual activity of kneeling and praying before god but it is marked by a way of life which is constantly a continual attitude of prayer it is not activity it is an attitude the gospel accounts show how jesus faithfully prayed during his earthly ministry as a son of god he was in constant communion with the father and there are numerous examples of our lord's perfect prayer life showing us how to be prayerful in all circumstances 
Now, in the context of the passage, the focus of this passage seems to be more an exhortation to a personal prayer life than a corporate prayer life. It is not that the corporate prayer is unfruitful, but rather it begins at a person's level and it grows from there into a corporate prayer life. The Bible is almost like a giant prayer manual recording the prayers and the answers to prayers beginning from the book of Genesis. It is the record of the prayer interactions between man and God. And if we have the need, God has the answers. And the only missing link is that of prayer. Sometimes I feel, feel that uh, in the book of James we read, we have not because we ask not. The missing link between our need and God's provision is very often that humbling of ourselves in prayer. We pray to glorify God. We pray to find that greater fellowship with him. We pray for our needs. We pray for his wisdom. We pray in our troubles, fears and worries. We pray giving thanks to him. We ask him forgiveness of sins and we pray to him. We pray to him for allowing us to grow spiritually. We pray in all these circumstances. As the old hymn says, O the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend. When I kneel in prayer, and with thee, my Lord, I commune as friend with friend. This is the life that the Lord is calling us into. Pray without ceasing. Let your heart always be in a constant attitude of dependency and communication and communion with God. Lastly, we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, In everything, give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, being unthankful is essentially a nature of a, an unregenerate heart. In Romans chapter 1 verse 21, the word of God says they did not, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God, nor did they give thanks to him, but they became futile and their hearts were darkened. Lack of giving thanks to God is the sign of an unregenerate heart. But when God regenerates an individual, when, when we become born again, we receive a new heart that longs to thank God in all circumstances. God's providence for our lives, his sovereign blending of all of life contingencies for our ultimate blessing causes us to be thankful for everything in life, knowing that even the unpleasant things that we face today fits into God's eternal purpose for each one of us. Genesis chapter 50 verse 20 talks about the time when Joseph looked at the providence of God and he thanked God because it all worked together for him. Genesis 50 verse 20 says, But for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about so that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And one of our fa favorite and famous verses in Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are the called according to his purpose. Paul exhorted the early church to express their thankfulness to God and thereby he wanted the early church to be distinct from the ungrateful and unbelieving culture that was around them. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 3 to 4 the word of God says but immorality or impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints and there must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting for a believer, but rather only instead let there be a giving of thanks. We are not to follow the culture that is around us. 
we are not to give ourselves to all these failures spiritually but rather the lord wants us to have a heart that is filled with thanksgiving to him even in great times of anxiety and fear and worry it is the prayerful attitude of thanksgiving that should characterize a believer's life philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 tells us do not be anxious about anything even in the worst situations let in everything by prayer and supplication along with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god dearly beloved paul statement finally wraps up the whole thing and says this is god's will for you in christ jesus it combines all the three commands in this passage the command to rejoice always the command to pray without ceasing and to command the command to give thanks in all things it is god's will that those who are in christ jesus should express constant joy constant prayer and constant thanksgiving and god not only mandates these expressions of righteousness but he makes it possible for believers to give heart to them and give voice to these attitudes and also god is pleased when we worship him through constant joy through constant prayer and through constant thanksgiving may the lord enable us to come to these experiences in our life and let our lives be characterized by one of constant prayer thanksgiving and joy may the lord bless each one of us richly through the meditation of the scriptures